but Mary Beth was talking to me yesterday and she's like oh my god you're having Abby on I was like yeah we're talking about Krista and she goes really and I was like yeah and, I, and she was like do you have like questions for her and I was like I mean like I have like an idea of like some things I want to talk about she goes Abby's gonna carry the conversation I think you're fine and with that <laughs> And with that, hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared, Soul Spared. I'm Katie. I'm Jill and I'm eating my dinner. <laughs> and Jill, would you like to introduce our very special guest? This is Abby, one of the loves of my life, one of my closest friends. We were we met like almost five years ago, our five-year friend anniversary is this year, which is crazy because it feels like it was like two years ago. Um and we met, we bonded over brain dead. <laughs> and also like Christina Grimmie, like, cause that. Yeah, was, because it was which, like, brain dead was airing and, or right before or right after brain dead started airing, Christina Grimmie, most glorious person, um, was murdered. And I had seen her the day before she was killed. <laughs> um, and I tweeted, I was like tweeting a lot about it. And um, Abby like messaged me and was like, oh my God, I just saw this. And like, so like she reached out, it was really great. So that's how Abby and I met and we bonded over Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Aaron Tveit in Brain Dead. <laughs> Cause she's obsessed with Mary, as am I, because how can you not be? And obviously, as we all know, I am obsessed with Mr. Aaron Tveit. So, <laughs> so wow, here's no, Abby. Never would have known. Really? Shocking. You hide it so well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I say I have like three posters of him on my wall. <laughs> Nobody can see. Nobody can no see one, wall. That's why. That's why I have my camera where it is. I don't want anyone to see. Like descriptor I would have of like Jill and I's friendship is like her consistently just going on and on to me about Aaron and me just going like this brunette with a bob. This brunette with a bob. This brunette. Abby's type. And guess what, ladies? She's off the market because that's what her girlfriend looks like. <laughs> oh my gosh. She literally texted me and goes, Oh my God, I have a girlfriend. And I was like, What does she look like? Knowing full well what she looks like. <laughs> Love you, Audrey. <laughs> I know she's going to listen. Love you, Audrey. Audrey and I have bonded over Aaron Tveit and I'm obsessed with it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so Abby's like favorite theater actress is Krista Rodriguez. Katie is obsessed with Krista Rodriguez as well because she's great. She's freaking incredible. So we thought that today we would discuss Krista <laughs> and other just whatever else comes up while we were discussing Krista. Because I have so, so much to talk about in relation to her. Yeah, I mean, she's done so many things. She is the moment. She is. The moment is me. She is the movement. She is everything. Um, okay. I'm getting Yankees notifications all night, so ignore that. I will. Believe me, I will. So wait, oh, so where did you first learn about Krista Rodriguez? Okay, so ironically enough, I like was not like an active fan for like a while like I'd seen her in Smash I mean theater kid rite of passage I think everyone saw Smash at like 
teenage years or whatever, but I like was not an active stan until last year when I, or quarantine, I keep forgetting all of last year happened. So two years ago, 2019, <laughs> when I moved to the city um, for college and I saw, I ended up winning the, or my friend won the Hercules lottery. And so I saw Hercules in the park and that was like- the- I would have died. She called me when it happened and I literally started like weeping. I, like I was like, you're living my dream, Abby. That it cast, was, insane. It was like, to this day, like one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life ever. Not surprised. And well, A, winning a lottery would be exciting. Yeah, and like- I never have. It, was, it, was, it wasn't the initial lottery. It was like the standby, like outside the public. And like, I don't know if you guys read that article from Vulture, but like I can I can like quote it to this day because there's this hysterical fucking article where it like likens the poor like public worker staff running down this like long hill to the standby line. Like it likened it to like Supreme Court interns running decisions down the steps to the press. <laughs> and like that's exactly what that experience was. Um it was just chaos and I loved it. Um, so that was like my introduction, which like great start. Um, Meg was my introduction to women. So I mean, same yeah. energy. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, sorry. I thought my roommate texted me. Um, and then uh, actually, shortly after that, and like this is where it does get a little personal. I like coinciding with me finding her I had like because I had just moved to the city it was also like my first time on my own and dealing with like all the stuff that comes with being on your own but I had actually had a um cancer scare <laughs> and while in my freshman year they had found a um pretty sizable lump in my armpit like breast area and it got to a point where I like literally couldn't even move my arm some days from pain. And so like um, in the grand scheme, it was like, it was definitely helpful to like finding her and finding her journey right at that time when I kind of needed it. Cause like, I was like, oh, well I have to go get an ultrasound with like no idea how to process and find in-network insurance when I'm from a different state and all this kind of stuff. But then I can like, I like went and read her chemo couture blog and all that stuff. And like, thankfully mine turned out to just be a scare and didn't turn out to be cancerous. Um, But it was still kind of comforting in the moment, like have that. And so now I just, and then even like her other content, it was like an escape. And so, now I definitely still will like watch her in her content as a, as a um, as a words <laughs> as a comfort. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when that was happening. So I I have been a fan of Krista's for since like Adam's family, and I remember like I was obsessed with Adam's family, and then through there. <laughs> Like that's so 
is full of bops. Absolutely. Andrew Lefebvre did not miss. Um, but so it was through Adam's family. And then I realized that she had also been in the ensemble of some of my other favorite shows. Like she was in the ensemble of In the Heights. She was like a swing in Spring Awakening. And then the first time I saw her was she was a guest at a Jeremy Jordan cabaret mm. in Hollywood, like 2014, I think, 2014, 2015. I hate that I know exactly what cabaret you're talking about. <laughs> I just watched a video from it like last night with my friend Chase who came over. <laughs> So, Abby is how I am with Aaron debate. Abby and Abby with Krista is how I am. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell and I'll I'll be like I'll tell Jill. I was like, oh yeah, I saw Aaron debate in concert sometime a, a while. Like, oh, like, it was this. Like, oh, this, 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 which which theater? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. This is the set list. This is what he's saying. This is my favorite song of what he's saying. <laughs> like, like, that's just how I am because I'm like, I mean, I'm a history person. Like, I will completely deep dive into like any topic that I find interesting like I will hyper fixate so easily yeah I, I really do yeah. <laughs> like because of like we'll get to it but like Halston because of Halston I'm on like a huge 70s history studio 54 kick and I just bought like, I wish that it had gotten you into fashion though I wish it had gotten you more into fashion because then we would have so much more to discuss together okay like, but that I was what I paid attention to while watching Halston I don't know how to dress <laughs> Which is why I want to style you. I want to style all my friends, but like, well, fashion. Yeah, and then I think after that, the second thing I saw her in was Deaf West Spring Awakening. But, I so I saw it like in Beverly Hills when they were at the Wallace. And something I thought, and this was during her going through cancer treatments. And something I thought was so interesting about her her role in that certain production of her as Ilsa was that they played into her having health issues. There's yeah. in the song, Totally Fucked, you have everybody like the, first of all, I think Michael Arden is the genius director of our time. I'm obsessed with him. I've seen pretty much everything he's directed. Um, Katie is like, <laughs> literally like I've told Abby, Abby knows this. I'm obsessed with Alex Timbers. I've mentioned it a couple times. That's how Katie is with Michael Arden. Like I think like, Michael Arden is one of the most brilliant. Like I saw, yeah. like, and I, I agree, he's fucking incredible. Um, yeah. and so during the song "Totally Fucked," you have you had all of the deaf actors like s signing, like speaking, and then all the, the hearing actors. You had them doing other things, but with Krista, you saw her brushing hair that wasn't there. Sure. And I know that when they moved to Broadway, she had like, cause it, in LA, it was, she was bald. Like right. it was full bald. But I know that when they're on Broadway, she had a very, very short hair. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I don't know how that translated to Broadway, but I, that was something I was always like, I like that they didn't shy away from that. I like that Michael Arden was like, we're gonna use this. Right, it was very much like, I, I have, I've written a couple essays on Deborah Spring Awakening for like classes and stuff, because again, like nothing if not a scholar, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I could go on and on about how that production just, it completely like highlights the like 
like the misfit nature of the kids mm-hmm. so well because it, like, their friend has a circumstance <laughs> like that's what like their friends for their own survival like that's how it basically is and the fact that it, it it managed to work so well that they didn't have to like set it in a different time period or a different um country or anything like that's something that was happening in Germany yeah, like, in the late contract. 1800s like yeah it's I it's brilliant I think, I think that- that's also really cool because like in most like acting classes you take and like as an actor you're kind of just taught to like pull from your own life anyways and so having that as like a director like choice to do that with I think that that's like but also you don't get to do that in that way often well that's what I think is so brilliant about Michael Arden is he yeah. he was familiar with Deaf West to begin with. He had done a production in like 2009. Mm-hmm. He was Pippin in Deaf West's Pippin. And so he had already had this community built with the Deaf community or this um, relationship built with the Deaf community. Um, and that production, I think was at the Mark Tabor Forum um, at the Music Center. And I remember wanting to see it. I never did, but I wanted to see it. Um, and so I think that it was like beautiful that he had built this connection, built this relationship with Deaf West. And then he's like, okay, now I want to continue to bring this work forward and give it more attention and more popularity. And then you'll see that, you know, there was a production of Deaf West's Our Town that happened at the Pasadena Playhouse. And I think that it's starting to get, I think Deaf West Spring Awakening, I think they really put a spotlight on that particular theater company and it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. And I think I Michael think- Arden is just a very personal person. Like, I think that, like, everything he does is very, like, personal to everybody. And it can translate to literally anyone without him even, like, realizing that it does. And I think that that's, like... I could go on and on about Deaf West Spring Awakening and also Once on This Island, like, the, re- the revival, because... Amazing. Incredible. Show-stopping. Like, that whole entire Lady Gaga gift <laughs> going off. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it was all that. I was at their second preview for that. And it was stunning. I remember at one point I, like, looked over and I could see Michael Arden and Nikki M. James. And I was like, oh, they're there. Nikki. <laughs> I love Nikki. I mean, I love Nikki M. James because she's in Brain Dead. And so now everything she does, we're like... <laughs> Yes, our queen Rochelle. <laughs> I, I will say I am so intrigued and excited for like the stuff that Michael's doing with the Forest of Arden. I want to oh, so desperately want to see. It. I am like so bad. Uh, like I have for like a month and a half now. I have kept the like ticket page information for Alienation up in my browser history. Just so like the day they go on sale, I can just slam purchase because like I'm- and They do that in upstate New York, right? Mm-hmm. That one? They do it in upstate? Yeah. Sorry, one more time. Womp womp. Um, they do it in upstate New York, which makes they The original one was in upstate New York. This one is going to be at the Williamstown Theater Festival in Massachusetts. Oh. Um, sorry, there's noise outside. <laughs> um, uh, but- um, so I'm originally from Massachusetts and the story is based on this, um, story of alien abduction, quote unquote, from the sixties in like this region of Massachusetts. And I'm also 
like a huge paranormal person and so like okay. I'm familiar with this story so I'm like this is this is everything I want I would like to see it <laughs> wait what's the story hold on wait which which like alien abduction is it oh god I forget the exact title but it's if you it's the Berkshires and so I think if you just look up Berkshires <laughs> not the Berkshires um, alien like whatever it should pop up I could be wrong Every time I think of the Berkshires, I just get anxious. <laughs> I'll look it up later. Um, I got lost in the Berkshires. <laughs> you got lost in the Berkshires? I did. I was, yeah, because when I was going to see Company oh with Erin, it was in Pittsfield, which is in the Berkshires. And that was just, that trip. <laughs> that trip caused me a lot of trouble going into it. I can't believe but you drove. That's because my mother, <laughs> that was all my mom's fault. She was the one, she was like, I'll pay for your gas. And we were like, can't you just pay for our plane tickets? And she's like, no, I'll pay for your gas. And we're like, and like literally every hour that we were driving, she would text us and be like, I wish I just gotten you guys plane tickets. And I'm like, cool. As we're <laughs> yeah, 10 hours beautiful. away, like, hello. But I will say it helped me bond with my sister. That's nice. Yeah. Driving 14 hours there and 14 hours back. <laughs> Bond to that. Oh my gosh. Could not be me. Right. Anyways, so my introduction to Krista was Smash. That's pretty much the main thing that I know Krista from. <laughs> Smash and Hercules and now Halston. Um, obviously, I've seen other stuff with her in it because of Abby. Like, Abby will show me stuff. Abby showed me the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. That's just funny for me, though, because, um, because I've seen everything Aaron Tonight has ever done. And for all you Aaron Tonight fans, we all know we've had to suffer. And Abby has had to suffer the most. And I stand by that because, like, while Aaron Tonight fans, we've had to deal with Created Equal. And Better Off Single. Better Off Single is one of my favorite movies, full tea. Um, and Undrafted, which I love. But anyway, they're terrible movies, but I love them. Abby had to suffer through Bakery in Brooklyn. And <laughs> last year, she made me watch this movie. And I was like, Brooklyn? No, thank you. She knows I hate Brooklyn. And I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. And then <laughs> she goes, no, just watch it with me because it's terrible. And I was like, cool great and I was like you have to watch better I'll single <laughs> so we start this movie there is no plot <laughs> no plot and has six plots <laughs> um couldn't I would never I, I don't do it. explain it other than it's a lifetime movie Ooh. about a bakery and like a rivalry between two cousins and then in the last 15 minutes all of a sudden there's a murderous old couple who tries to poison this man and it becomes a thing and it comes out of it's the like they have a dead body in the floor it is the weirdest I there was someone else in that movie that like we knew who was it it was the girl the Italian girl I don't know her name but you know it her. says okay so i'm on oh. amy teagarden who is that yeah amy teagarden she's um she's in a whole bunch of stuff i've seen but she was in this movie called love and honor which is another really bad movie but i highly recommend this i'm like, sorry but this this picture this cover art is the worst thing i've seen in my life 
the worst thing I've ever seen. And also, how is her character somehow not a lesbian? Literally, I thought she was going to be a lesbian just from the freaking poster. For those people listening just on the podcast and not looking visually, it is like Krista's character. I mean, she has like the signature short haircut. She is wearing like a like, I don't, I don't a know. Button, what, a short like, sleeve button up shirt. A short sleeve button up right. like, collared, oh, apron. And then like, what, what are those hats called? Like, like the straw? straw? Like a, yeah, like, a fedora? like a dapper, no, like a dapper Dan straw hat. <laughs> is it not a fedora? Am it's I not like, a fedora. It's it's not. It's more like straw. Oh, it's oh, it it's like a Dick Van Dyke hat. That's what I call them. Like, <laughs> he wears them in every movie he's ever let, heard. <laughs> cannot dress herself. Your your uh your your Harold Hill type hat. Yes, like your Harold Hill, your Dick Van Dyke in any movie, your like Golden Age man. <laughs> It's oh my gosh. Unreal. It's horrendous. I'm trying and to find the photo I took of myself during the weirdest. Is she has like, she's kind of like, I've listened to quite a few interviews and she's kind of like skirted around it. But the gist of why she took the movie is literally just because she needed health insurance because she had just gotten her cancer diagnosis. Yes. Literally the only reason she took this movie was to get health insurance. And you know why she did it? And I'm proud of her. I remember taking a photo of myself during the like craziest scene in that freaking movie. Like Abby made me watch this fucking movie because of Krista. And this shit just happened. Like I took a photo of my reaction to it. No, I can't find it. It was in my snap memories. It's like, it's pretty, there's like few and far like, dedicated Krista fans out there like I feel like everyone is just everyone is kind of like yeah I, I'm a fan of Krista but like there's like not like you don't go and see like active stands on Twitter really or anything like that you know I feel like she gets overlooked in term in terms of like I will tell you though she's in, she gets overlooked to for Jeremy and Andy <laughs> I will um, tell you though having like being obsessed with someone that everyone else is isn't all that fun sometimes yeah um but I will say yelled at by five of us there are for like the stands like this movie is like infamous trash fire and I've had teenagers yell at me for no reason over Aaron to I have never I've had middle-aged women coming at me for no reason i've had i've never found myself in a twitter argument over a celebrity over a show over and i don't it understand happens to me though how do you get yourself me, in that okay <laughs> when it happens to me it's never been on me it's never been like me coming at them it's me making a comment and it's never really aggressive like i i don't try to be if i've been aggressive before it was like a long time ago when i was like severely depressed and like would nothing translated well over messaging for me essentially so like any twitter i don't get on twitter anymore because like i just i'm sick of it i'm sick of the amount of hatred that people have for things for no reason oh i got off twitter um at the beginning of 2018 when there were all those like north korean bomb threats Mm. uh that donald trump was um tempting kim jong-un i said i can't do this yeah no (laughs) it's like well now it's like every time I get on it's like theater fans hating on something for no reason and then like everyone being like yeah agreed and I'm like 
okay I thought this I thought we were just gonna like be all about love and shit but whatever that's fine yeah no I, I just like the Instagram people um I I was in I had to unfollow so many girls fandom in 2018 2019 so like I did my you know like <laughs> wait 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 the what fandom the mean, mean girls fandom so I did my time <laughs> you just visibly shuddered <laughs> my friend like there have been shit has gone down like like my friend had to file a police report once like shit went down trauma <laughs> oh my god it was the worst thing I actively am in therapy from traumatic incidents in that era I don't think I've said two words about the Mean Girls musical on Twitter um I cannot form I think thoughts on it if I had on Twitter it would have been me being like it's fine because I don't really have an opinion on it because I don't like Mean Girls the movie so I didn't pay attention to the musical I think a couple of the songs are fun to listen to and fun to sing but that's about it like that's pretty much my stance on the show but like I've posted like on Instagram and shit and been like, I, why? Like, I'm just like constantly like, why? Objectively, I'm not, not good. It's not. Or it it like a fun romp. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, it's a, you know, I'll go and just have fun with it if I'm paying $50 and nothing more. That's what right. I have to do. Like, every, I saw it, I saw it 10 times. Some of my yeah. friends saw it upwards in like the triple digits and none of us ever paid more than like, 40 bucks to see it right see that's how I would do it like I would never pay more than 50 I hate to say it but I wouldn't I just don't think it's worth my time or money but that's just I also just like I have this horrendous like not hatred but I don't like the movie at all because I feel like it like enabled bullying for a lot of people and I hate that and it like romanticized it low-key and I hate that and a lot of people don't agree with me on that, but I'm like, but I see it differently because I was bullied so much in <laughs> like middle school and high school. And a lot of people acted like people from the movie and I've only seen it like twice, but it was just like a lot of people that like bullied me were obsessed with Mean Girls. And I was like, mm, yuck. Mm -hmm. So like, I just like, I have that mentality about it, but like a lot of people disagree and that's fine. But like, that's how I perceive it because it's art. We all perceive it differently. Um, <laughs> Right, and it's just like, it's so, I just, I don't like it. And I, I don't know. I, don't, I think that a lot of the characters are romanticized and they're toxic as fuck. So I need to plug in my laptop. It's dying, hold on. I saw the Mean Girls Out of Town tryout. I saw it's like ninth preview ever. Um, yeah. And I walked away from that show going, huh? <laughs> what did you do to this? The Out of Town was something. Yeah. Um, really that that ending number was I don't even remember the only thing I remember from the out of town tryout are two things one there was a song that went wildlife wildlife and then <laughs> song, still upset they cut it <laughs> and then the second one was when Gretchen says I'm like something like I'm like an iPhone. I know I'm priceless, but if you drop me, I'll shatter or something like that. That made the final cut. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it did. I was like, that is a line I do like. The, yeah. That's so funny because I've dropped my phone so many times and never broken one. <laughs> Things are real rough. I've never broken one. The only thing 
that like I actively stand by is that Janice's plot in the out of town was like 10 times better and this is this is my like lesbian opinion because like when they turned it to Broadway they made it into a joke and whereas like before it was like yeah she suffered like from an actual like hate crime like maybe let's deal with that trauma it was like we're gonna make a joke of this on Broadway and I really I think I hate that. Reverted back to what they had. I indeed. truly have zero memories about anything from that performance. <laughs> Asi- okay, okay, sorry. One last th- third memory. Um, they kept it so close to the screenplay that there were girls behind me, like Chira's behind me, saying the lines before oh. um, the characters <laughs> on stage. And That's I- what happened with Pretty Woman. Because oh yeah you mean when the drunk woman kept yelling at the stage because gary marshall co- like was writing the musical before he died so they were sticking to what he had written because they were like we want to honor what he wanted and my mom and i like we were like mouthing the words <laughs> while we were watching like my mom and i could like like we knew we because we've seen the movie like a bunch and like i grew up watching it with her and like so like we would like mouth the words while we were watching it I did not have a good time at Pretty Woman. Because you had, listen, I love Pretty Woman. I love Pretty Woman the musical because I think it is so cute and so fun. It's and I love so the movie. Bad. I don't it's care. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, I don't care. I love it. I think it's so cute and fun. And the music makes me happy. <laughs> the music is nothing. I know. I, I'm fully aware, Katie. All I'm of the all aware. of the main whatever the main guy his songs are just him like talking. He doesn't actually like sing. That's all men in theater. That's also Andy Carl, Katie. That's- <laughs> we know that's the thing though. We know Andy Carl can sing. Well, yeah, but his like songs I- aren't songs. They're just him like da ba 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 da. And I'm like, who is it? Brian Adams or something? Yeah, some dude from like Journey or something. Brian Adams, yeah. That's just kind of his vibe. That's his energy. <laughs> I just I, I get the guy from it. get the guy from Bon Jovi who did the music to um Memphis and Diana to do your music. That's Diana that would actually be better. I am really surprisingly looking forward to Diana. I heard, I'm so excited. Like, before, I'm like so yeah. I'm <laughs> as mentioned. I'm a history person, so like excited about all of that. But like before like the lockdown happened one of the last things one of my friends saw was diana and like he all he had to say about it was like raves about the music because how it was like he, 80s how rock. did he like act one five <laughs> and it's out of town and she hated the book i i mean he was he he only really talked about the music and the fashion which like oh my god yeah, worth it, it though great. worth it just for that yeah no so i saw it in la jolla and uh, the first act, I said, this is really bad. Um, the second act, I said, this is really good. Did you write and spend more time on act two than you did on act one? Act two, so much fun, which is really sad considering what happens at the end of act two. I know. Um, <laughs> act one, act one, there is a song where it's, where there's a number where Charles and, yeah, Charles, I don't, Charles and Diana go to see some cellist play and in it 
she's in like a rock concert in her head where she's like this is the music of your people or something and it's weird what that is how one part of act one went interesting here's my thing though the thing is diana did start and i don't know if it's still this way it started very much like a like a late 90s teen movie where you see her at the so you see it, I love that. Opens, you see a, a wedding Diana walking towards the front of the stage, veil is covered. And then uh, the woman who plays Diana, I her name is escaping me, G- Gina, Jenna, Jawal. She comes out and she goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> I'm obsessed I with that. to God, that's how it started. But like, but like that's like, that. in my <laughs> mind, that makes sense for Diana. Like, right. I fully think that that makes the most sense. So if it's not this time, I'm going to be really upset. Well, you can find out October 1st on Netflix. I'm so excited. I literally, it's so funny though, because whenever they announced Diana the Musical, Katie was the first person to tell me about it because you had seen the out of town. And I was like in tears just thinking about it because like my whole life, I've been obsessed with the royal family, especially Diana. And like, I like have vivid memories of just like being garbage for Diana because how can you not be she was did you were you born before or after she died after Mm. but like I'm like I know almost anything and everything about the royal family and Diana like I'm like insane but um like I did people projects on like Prince William Diana um like everyone mostly Prince William because I had a fat crush on him as a kid um and now here we are um but (laughs) Abby knows Abby knows (laughs) I, it's just like so annoying that like anyways so I was so excited about it and I was like this is gonna be the greatest thing that ever happened to me nothing else matters this is my dream my mom and I were like we're booking tickets as soon as they announced Broadway and which we still have not done so I need to converse with her about that um and but I was so 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 excited and then Katie was like it was shit <laughs> I didn't say it was shit. I said, you said the book was, was shit. You I said, said they need to work on the book in Act One. Act Two, fine. Act One, a mess. And Act it was one, so funny. Boring. But it was so funny because when you said they needed to work on the book, my mind was like, okay, I felt the same after seeing Moulin Rouge and I was still obsessed with it. So I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I was like, I think we're okay. And guess what? They didn't change my least favorite part of the Moulin Rouge book. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> whatever um but I I'm excited about it I'm gonna be watching it as soon as it drops I'm excited I want to see if it being if the shutdown somehow like boosted success because the crown has come out like in I think it will but the because crown is out already not but not the Diana not, stuff not, not oh. um and so when I I was looking at tickets like nights before the shutdown like I think it was like that Tuesday or Monday or or Sunday or Tuesday one of those one of those days back in March but like tickets for Diana were like $13 oh my god no no they were cheap they were crazy cheap dirt cheap that's why they are releasing the pro shot before it is it absolutely is I'm so that's something I'm so curious about is to see how that's going to affect ticket sales right I don't think it will at all no 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 no. what I mean is in a positive way so 
see it, they'll be like, oh, we just saw that, you know, because you know, ticket prices yeah, so that, again, having the opportunity to watch yeah. it at home and then be like, oh, now we can see it because it's a safe option because you've already seen it. Mix with everything yeah. like Harry and Meghan that's happened in the past year. Absolutely. All of the yeah. things that are coming, like people are drawing parallels between Meghan and Diana. Like, yeah. Diana is having like a massive like resurgence right now. So I think in early 2020, mm-hmm. which I've been waiting my entire life for a Diana resurgence. Are you kidding me? It's We're thriving right now. Yeah. Diana is one I'm very excited to watch on Netflix too. I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous. Yeah. Because Diana's really easy to fuck up. And it has happened many times. Yeah. It's the same way I feel about like um, Marilyn Monroe. It's so easy to do it poorly because it is, there is not a single other than Bombshell and I stand by that. It's not even real and I stand by this. Other than Bombshell, not a single Marilyn movie or miniseries or whatever is what it should be. Bombshell? is perfect and i say that as someone who's been obsessed with marilyn monroe my whole life and know everything about her bombshell is perfect and i want that i don't want a smash musical i want bombshell on broadway and hitless smash fans want a smash musical exactly nobody wants it bring it up with steven spielberg (laughs) i have two things to say I'll call him right now. First, that tangent made me remember something I wanted to explicitly tell you guys on the podcast, and that is my. Were you texting me? Huh? Was it were you texting me today? I don't think so. Oh, but you do need to talk about what you texted me. Anyways, continue. Um, but I think that you guys really need to do a collaboration podcast or do like a collaboration episode with to be a smashed podcast I would love to you guys like the energy that you all would bring (laughs) unmatched (laughs) I would love to do that because I love them I think they're great I have to rewatch smash I haven't I do it once a year Actually, I do it like three times a year, but like so many times in quarantine. I've only <laughs> my thing is I don't want to. I don't. It's the same reason why I won't fucking buy Peacock. Why I won't subscribe to Peacock, out of principle because they took Parks and Rec off Netflix. Um, and two, they don't have Smash on there. You have to it's go on to like IMDb TV to it's watch it. NBC.com, babe. NBC.com with a cable on do I have to watch commercials? Yes. Just buy the DVDs at some discount bookstore. Do you store. think I have it. a DVD player, Jill? Buy one. They're like ten dollars. I'm not gonna do that. Be owning both seasons in DVD. <laughs> Same. I'm like, can I like, can I like buy digital copies on Amazon? Yeah, there's most likely. Yeah. <sighs> Katie's um, lazy as hell. Well, I just don't. I'm frugal. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I mean, watch commercials is not frugal. <laughs> I don't want to watch commercials. I don't want to subscribe to Peacock. I, I didn't realize how impatient I am with commercials until 
um, I had to demote my CBS All Access, which is now Paramount Plus, to like commercial ones instead of commercial free. And I was like, fuck. So now I just use my friends and hers is commercial free. So I mean, I the only thing I watch with commercials are Dodger games and the commercials I see on there are you have to. Yeah, because I have to, because yeah. I'm watching it live. Yeah. Um, and the co- only commercials I see on there are, <laughs> I made a TikTok about this, visit New York City and move to Ohio. Those are my oh, only- Oh, I saw that TikTok yesterday or this morning. And I, was I, like, there's a so hard. I was like, there's a reason my grandparents or my great, I have no idea on my mom's side, somebody in there moved from Akron to- Los Angeles like there's a reason but then I said that to my dad and he goes yeah I mean there's also a reason why my his parents my my parents moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles and I'm like "Mm, Brooklyn, we're not talking about that and I'm like first of all you didn't move from Brooklyn to Los Angeles you moved from Brooklyn to Danville Virginia to Charlotte North Carolina then to Los Angeles so they chose two of the well Charlotte's not bad I like Charlotte North Carolina but also they're valid for leaving Danville Virginia and Charlotte TBH but I know why I would move from Brooklyn but that's another story for another time my grandma it's so funny I there's a fucking bakery there that's the goddamn bakery I'm sick of that stupid bakery I can't I hate it it's funny I I just and I truly did just put a TikTok up about this too where I was like so I didn't know my grandparents my grandpa on my dad's side my grandpa died before even my brother was born and then my grandma died when I was three but she was like a Puerto Rican from Brooklyn except she grew up in a very Jewish neighborhood and not a Puerto Rican neighborhood (laughs) so she's like so I like to just like imagine her speaking Spanish around a bunch of people who are speaking Yiddish they're just like I love her we're all she's my my hero truly (laughs) dear why isn't that hitting movie theaters tomorrow Right. Speaking of which, oh my god, see in the heights. Oh, I, I have my tickets. I have my tickets for after I get off work tomorrow night. <laughs> the fact that I, I haven't seen it yet. So, I said this before we started recording. I had a job interview this afternoon at two o'clock, and I got a call from my friend at one o'clock because her boss. Her boss's sister apparently works for Lynn's father. And so okay. their, their <laughs> got tickets for the community screening that they were doing at the United Palace, which is two blocks from my apartment because I'm in the Heights. She's literally in the Heights. <laughs> I am, if, you, if you've been hearing traffic on my end this entire time, it's because I'm directly next to the George Washington Bridge bus terminal. Um, it so I was offered a free ticket that I had to turn down because I had this interview and then turns out Lynn and some of the cast were at said like screening and premiere I saw it on Instagram and I'm just like better get this job girl I (laughs) I was about to say if you don't get the job I'm gonna be pissed yeah. I think it went well, but like manifest for me. <laughs> right, literally. I know a girl who is, she is, to say I know her is very, um, a broad term. We've met once, we are, we follow each other on Instagram. Um, she is Alex Lackamore's publicist. 
Casual. And so I was like watching, I was like following her on Instagram, I was looking at her stories and I was like, why are you in New York? And then I was, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you connect us? Because I got some questions. Um, truly again, met her once five and a half years ago. Well, just send me her Instagram profile. Okay. I'll send it to you. Because um, I, I don't, I have zero shame in DMing random people. <laughs> okay. Both of you know that. I have zero shame. Yeah, I know. I have the opposite. I know. Stresses Katie out. Katie's like, how do you just message people? <laughs> no, I'm afraid to message people I know in real life. I know. I just do it. I don't care. What's the worst thing that can happen? They don't answer? Who cares? <laughs> Not to derail the conversation, but like going back to, um, people who can be done very wrong in media but weren't let's Ooh. talk about Mr. Rodriguez's Liza Minnelli okay I want to discuss Katie hasn't seen it I don't think yeah I want to discuss this because I'm gonna preface this by saying I don't got beef with Halston not the designer the show because I'm obsessed with Halston the designer he's like one of my top five favorite designers of all time like he's the moment he is everything um so and I'm glad that this show is like starting like a resurgence of like his styles and like his designs I'm obsessed with that um so okay I didn't hate the show I didn't it's I just Ryan thought the pacing made no great. sense pacing made no sense and I told Abby this it reminded me of Bohemian Rhapsody the way that it was made I was like if this had been a movie it would have been almost identical to Bohemian Rhapsody because whereas in, but instead of um him like discovering his sexuality he was just comfortable with it and that was kind of like the plot of the show was like Halston and having sex with all these men and um and can I just say the bottom representation like Ewan McGregor getting absolutely railed by these men show was like the highlight of my life like every time it would happen I would text Abby and be like good for him <laughs> and I <laughs> oh my god but yeah no the, painting and the writing aren't the best um, yeah it's, I, it's fine I just think it's a real star vessel for Krista and yeah. you know what you know what I love is that as someone who's like ex excessively checks all the reviews and stuff, all of their re reviews agree. Like the people who fucking hate the show, even they've been like, he's the redeeming part. <laughs> like, right. People have even been, been mixed about like Ewan's performance. Like I, he does a pretty good job and most people agree about that. But I love that. Negative reviews of his, but like Wait. across the board, hers has been consistently, holy shit, this girl. <laughs> I think as someone who's like unbiased towards like pretty much everyone except for Ewan in the show, because um, I do, I have a lifelong crush on Ewan McGregor. <laughs> um, but like, I think as like, and also as like someone who's obsessed with Halston and like everything to do with him, I think that he did really well given what he had. If that makes sense. Yeah, because like Halston was is one of those designers that where he when he fell out, people just stopped talking about him altogether. Yeah, and his fashion was then demoted to like 
Macy's and JC Penney. Not that there's anything wrong with like Macy's and JC Penney, but like that's just like the lesser of the department stores when talking about like luxury and designers and stuff. Like you want to be in at least Bloomingdale's. <laughs> like for those who aren't, for those who might not like know the history, like his career basically ended when he signed a contract with JC Penney. Because, because that and TVH that tends to happen with designers. As soon as you sign yeah. a contract with a department store like JC Penney things just kind of start to go downhill because then everything is a getting discounted horrendously because JCPenney is not a luxury brand department store <laughs> so like that just that's just what happens there's nothing wrong with it it's that's just what happens and so given what he had to work with because there's not a lot about Halston in his later years after all of that fallout I think he was amazing. Like there's a lot, like I read a couple of books and stuff that have to do with it. But like, other than that, there's not a ton of stuff out there about him. And so I think that, but I think the thing that he did really well was like the temperament of Halston was perfect. Like he got it so perfectly without overdoing it. And I loved that. Um, but with Krista, I told you this too. I was obsessed with her as like I thought she was like the most incredible. And you know this. I was obsessed with Kelly Barrett as Liza in Fosse Burden. That was like to me the standard for Liza. <laughs> like someone playing Liza was Kelly Barrett. And then you told me Krista was doing it. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Like <laughs> I was like, she's not Kelly Barrett. We'll see. <laughs> And then I watched one of the clips you sent me and like, I watched it one time, just like looking at it and listening to it. And I was like, okay, it's Krista playing Liza. But then I like closed my eyes for like my second viewing of it. And I texted you and I was like, that's Liza. It's the and Liza with the Z performance. It was weird. Like it was very, very strange. Katie, and I don't, I don't know if Katie and like anyone listening, like, it, even if you have no interest in the series, Netflix has released this clip on YouTube of her performing Liza with a Z. Please, for the love of God, go and watch it because it is insane. You can watch it back to back with like Liza's original performances, especially some of her earlier ones, like her on like American Bandstand. It is like it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And like she got the mannerisms, like like I was in shock watching it like I was like this is crazy and I even had a friend of mine I was watching the last episode of her house um last week and I was like like I had just gotten off the plane and I was like I need to finish this episode or else I'm never gonna do it <laughs> and so I was like getting ready we were about to leave and I was like just watch this with me I was like I think you'll really like it and the last episode's really really good I was obsessed with the last episode last it was episode. amazing um and so she was watching Krista's scenes and she goes is that Liza like from the other room literally was like is that Liza and I was like it's technically yes but technically no like, <laughs> like it was, was like, the character of Liza Minnelli right like I was like she's supposed to be Liza Minnelli but I was like oh my god it's not like and like she said this in an interview she didn't want it to be like an SNL impersonation right and so it's not like toned up to like it's very just like we like reeled back like she's still got like the voice yeah but like a much like toned down like realistic version and i heard sounds like how she sounds in real life like before liza became like kind of like a character of herself yeah and like i noticed when i was watching it i noticed that 
one of the most interesting things is like I heard a lot of Krista when she would like be talking but then whenever she would get quiet it was Liza yeah like whenever like in the last episode or whatever whenever she's talking to Halston last episode or second last episode when she's talking to Halston about rehab and she gets really quiet all I heard was Liza I didn't hear any of Krista and I thought that that was really interesting said any lines regarding like Judy or like referring to Judy as mama yeah like that was especially when I was like oh okay like yeah great loved it I forget that like Judy Garland was her mom and then like it comes up and I'm like Ugh, how could it not be her mother like I'm like who else would be Garland, her by the way it's her birthday <laughs> oh it's the 10th yeah it is yeah. I, d- I forgot what day it was anyways I was okay, like there's well, a reason I know June 10th and I was like oh that's because no, June 10th is always like a date that sticks in my mind and then I forget what it is it's also because it's the day Christina Brimmie was killed Five yeah years. that's that was, yeah I didn't want to bring that up but that was the other thing <laughs> that it was um it's did also you, the, did I ever tell you that I've seen Liza yeah I did? Okay. Abby just went into a gay panic. I want that. Okay. okay. To say I've seen Liza is, yes, I have. Kind of. So I interned um, at the Pasadena Symphony and Pops five years ago. And the conductor of the like what this is I feel like you've told me so many I feel like you've told me this story but like I've lived I've had weird experiences that I've told you so I told the Pasadena Symphony and Pops five years ago and the conductor of the Pasadena Symphony and Pops is Michael Feinstein who is Liza Minnelli's BFF yeah so one time so I had to be at every single single and um one time say had to. I had to work like I had to work like I was working I know but like I would have given anything <laughs> um and so one of the times I was like done setting up what I needed to set up so I was going to go hang out with the people who like people, other people I knew at like the marketing table and so I'm walking back and I'm, I'm not paying attention to the concert I couldn't even tell you what concert it was all of a sudden I hear like a commotion. so the Pops perform at the Los Angeles Arboretum, which isn't in Los Angeles. It's in Arcadia. It's a whole thing. Um, it makes no sense. There's peacocks everywhere. Oh um, that's literally, it's a literal problem. The peacocks will just squawk during these concerts. The way um, you said that had the same energy as bandstand. <laughs> the river's on fire again. That was the same energy. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> there's peacocks everywhere. Um, so what I heard this like commotion and like cheering and I was like what was that um and then somebody like came walking up that I used to work with he goes oh, Liza Minnelli was just on stage and I was like what and uh, Michael Feinstein had like ju- was right about to like start the con- was about to go like whatever it's called to start conducting and then he, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but he flew the baton out of his hand. Like the baton flew out of his hand. Liza Minnelli came in and like handed it back to him. That had to have been intentional. And then. As extra as they are. <laughs> that's the thing. So then I was talking to like my supervisor at the time and I was like, did you see that? And he goes, yes. I walked past her and was like, Miss Minnelli, 
And I was like, okay. Like he just like smiled at her. was like, what the hell? Like he didn't know that she was supposed to be there. Um, and so like the next time, I don't even know if he actually said that, but he was like, yeah, I saw her. It was wild. Um, so the next time I, my internship is done. Uh, my mom and I decide to go see the final concert of the season. And it was Dick Van Dyke and Lorna left. And they, so Dick Van Dyke sang like 76 trombones and he may have sang something else, but I don't remember. Um, I didn't know that you've seen Dick Van Dyke live, Katie. And now I'm just like horrendously <laughs> jealous of you. Oh um, my God. And then Lorna left came on stage and she was singing and then she brought Liza up and they didn't sing together. I don't think my memory is hazy. Um, but yeah, she was there. And I was like, and my mom, Liza played the Hollywood Bowl probably like 10, 15 years ago. And my mom and I were like, why didn't we go? And I ask her that every time. But now we've ages. <laughs> so yes, I have seen Liza, kind of. Wow. Incredible. Oh I was going to say, is this one of the Michael Feinstein stories? And it eventually was. That was like my question that I was going to ask you. Anytime I see Michael Feinstein's face, I'm just like, that internship. Like, it's so funny because there was one time um, Katie and I were talking about Michael Feinstein and I was like, oh, like his Pasadena Pops like stuff. And Katie casually was like, oh yeah, I interned there. And I was like, me. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of Pasadena Pops though, I think of, okay, so like, you know how last year they were like releasing like a whole bunch of like, performances from Pasadena Pops like from the past like 10 or so years or whatever if you say so, so. <laughs> yeah like, they were releasing some like they didn't release like a whole bunch or anything there was some but like I know that I know that Aaron Tveit was one of the ones that they did and they horribly misspelled his name <gasps> in the video on YouTube like if you go on the Pasadena Pops like you google Pasadena Pops Aaron Tveit it's whatever their channel is and you click on that video it is horribly misspelled no and everyone in the comments is like i love aaron and then like however they spelled it it always makes me up like jude jamson posted on like their facebook and it was like a repost of his instagram post about like moulin rouge coming back and they misspelled his name and i was like you're jude jamson like you guys literally like own this man right now (laughs) you have exclusive rights to him like you really are like employing this man what is this like oh, oh my god it was You're so embarrassing Palmer meme where, meme where it's like I'm sorry to this man but I'm yeah. <laughs> oh sorry to this god, man it makes me laugh every single time it's so funny <sighs> anyways anyway go see in the heights yeah yeah I got a note. You and I are all about boosting the movie musicals. Like, we are such movie musical people. <gasps> tick, tick, boom. The, yes, yeah, I was about to I say. Just, I just remember, like, as soon as I we saw your faces, I was like. In the moment, I saw it in everyone's face. I was like, movie musicals. I was like, yes, I just watched the trailer. I couldn't form the sentence I wanted to form, which was, <laughs> which is this sentence. The amount of movie musicals we are getting this year alone, or musical theater content this year alone, is unparalleled to anything except maybe the late 1950s, early 1960s. Because we're getting In the Heights. Everybody's talking about Jamie. 
West Side Story, Tick, Tick, Boom, Dear Evan Hansen. That's five movies. Getting Schmigadoon. We're getting... Yeah! So excited. <laughs> getting pro shots of both Diana and um, Come From Away. Why that flipped my mind? Couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> that's your favorite musical. <laughs> um, it's, it's unparalleled. It's like, what happened? What switch flipped in the mind of- 2020. And then, and then next year- These were all in the works though, already. Yeah, but I feel like, but a lot of them got pushed and everything too. Yeah, but that's what I'm like in 2019, all these, these deals, honestly, it's what I'm saying. It's Hamilton's fault. They brought the light back to Broadway. Oh yeah. They yeah. brought attention back to Broadway. Oh yeah. And I think it'll, if, especially if In the Heights does well this weekend, which I'm it sure will. it will, considering the success of the movies in the last couple of weeks. And it has what, a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. It'll be, it'll do amazing. Yeah. Do we think Wicked's actually going to get made because of it now that John Chu is the signed on as director? Here's the thing, Katie. <laughs> Here's the situation. I, okay, and I told my friend this the other day, John M. Chu is like, to me, God tier film director because he directed one of my all time favorite movies, Crazy Rich Asians. And like, I'm obsessed with Crazy Rich Asians. It's my like top three comfort movies, top five favorite movies ever. I love it. Um, and now that he's signed on, is it official or is it unofficial? It's official. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that he has signed on for Wicked, my whole perspective on whether or not it will happen has changed because I'm like, John and Chu will get it done. That man will make it happen. Yes, because of everything I went through with the In the Heights movie 10 years ago. Yes. John and Chu knows that, Katie, and he will make it happen just for you. He said, you know what? This bitch had to wait long enough. I'm going to do this for her. And I am convinced of that. Because not only that, but he also literally was making both of the sequels to Crazy Rotations at the same time. And so I have a good feeling that Wicked will get done. I have a very good feeling that it's going to happen. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to, and this is what happened within the Heights too, right? I saw In the Heights almost 11, phlegm, ew, gross. Um, I saw In the Heights almost 11 years ago. It'll be 11 years on July 3rd, which is very like funny. The fact that it happened over 4th of July weekend, um, because that's when the show takes place. Um, So I saw it July 3rd, 2010. I saw it with Lin-Manuel Miranda because he said, I'm going to do the LA tour stop because I want to get my name out there. Um, and so I sat in that theater and I sobbed. It was the first time I ever sobbed in a theater. And then, um, then there were talks about this movie happening. Kenny Ortega had signed on, Universal had signed on. It was like- King of Kings, Kenny Ortega. It was like, Lynn is going to be reprising his role as, um, as Usnavi and then there were people who were already I, like I remember the speculation of people who were like who do you think would be good and it was like Drake as Benny Jordan Sparks as Nina okay like, Jordan Sparks as Nina that happened that because that, that happened yeah <laughs> but it was like Drake as Benny because we it was back it was like 2010 so it was back when Drake was like real real hot and then we also knew he could act because he was under grassy grassy Jimmy Jimmy King of Kings. So I remember all it. So then fell through. And I was like, shit, 
I want to say something though, casting wise, I'm glad it didn't happen then. Yeah. Because Anthony Ramos, are you guys kidding? Because I do think timing has a lot to do with it. Just like we were talking. Yes, yes. Yeah. Timing, you have that to- That movie is God tier. I stand by that. I will forever stand by it. The Hairspray movie is God tier. So then in the Heights kind of like dropped off the face of the earth. Nobody was talking about yeah. it. Hamilton happens yep. and people are like, oh, let's talk about In the Heights again. And I was like, yes, please, let's yes. do this. And I definitely prefer In the Heights to Hamilton. I yeah. love In the Heights so much. I don't know anyone that genuinely that like has heard both or seen both and doesn't prefer In the Heights to Hamilton. They're two very different things. I don't like to compare them. Well, no, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying like people they prefer- They both mean a lot to me in different ways. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like my friends and I, like we've- listen to and we've seen one I've seen like a boot of In the Heights but like we've seen so I've technically seen both I guess but like I'm like I definitely like In the Heights is more my thing than Mm -hmm. Hamilton yeah um so movie studios got interested in 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 the Heights movie they're like oh this was floating around you know five years ago let's pick this back up it gets picked up by the money Hamilton brought to Disney plus so it was like or later on I guess yeah that's money yeah, no, I wasn't thinking time-wise. I was just saying later on. Yeah. So then... I wasn't following your timeline. I was no, going you on weren't. Mind. I was going chronologically, and you're skipping all around. I was not. I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired. So then, In the Heights gets picked up by the Weinstein Company in 2017. Yeah. Yuck. In 2017, Kiara was like, I want my movie back, please. And then got it back. Um, okay. Because shit went down with Weinstein obviously in case you didn't know and I said I said I'm never getting this movie am I (laughs) and then it got picked up by Warner Brothers and I said I'll believe it when I see it um and then 2019 or end of 2018 beginning 2019 they had started announcing cast and I said I'll believe it when I see it then 2019 happened and they said they're filming and I said "Mm -mm, I'll believe it when I see it a movie can get shut down in the middle of production and then they finally released a trailer and I said, all right, I'm starting to believe it. June, 2020, we can do this. Then a goddamn pandemic hits. And I said, I am never getting this movie, am I? Oh my God. Cut two, it's been out on Disney Plus now for uh, nearly 20 hours and I haven't watched it yet. The An HBO. One's gift where it's like, look at us. Look at us, like, I literally, it's so funny because I don't know, like, everyone knows I'm not a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. I don't think that he's not a genius. I think that he's so incredibly talented creatively. Like, I love, you know, learning his works and everything. Like, I'm not a big fan of him personally. I love his works. Um, he's one of those that, like, I'll separate the art from the artist. <laughs> um, However, I'm not the biggest fan of Hamilton. I like listening to it sometimes, but other than that, I'm kind of like, eh, it's fine. It's not, it's not my thing though. But like in the Heights, I will say there are many times within the Heights, I'll like turn to it when I'm like sad because it's just, it hits. It like, really it does. So, and now I'm very excited because the movie um, recording came out like at midnight or whatever. 
and I was listening to it today like on my way to work and on my way home from work and I was like obsessed with it like it's so good and I posted about this on my Instagram I don't know if either of you have seen it yet I posted it like on my way home from work and I was like are we just gonna not discuss how Corey Hawkins and Chris Jackson have the same voice I am in love with Corey Hawkins. I haven't seen him in anything, Same. but when they he's announced amazing. that he was going to be Benny, I just said, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's amazing. Just, but look, I said, I listened, yes. I listened to Benny's Dispatch from Broadway and then immediately turned on the movie one and I was like, oh, is this not the same person? <laughs> they sound exactly the same. And I was like, I love this, but at the same time, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening right now? I'm I'm so ugh, obviously I'm but Melissa, Melissa Barrera I'm in love with her I think she's like my new favorite Vanessa. woman I'm in love with her she's incredible yes <sighs> anyway I'm clearly very excited about this movie and he having John Chu attached to the Wicked movie does give me a little bit of hope but I'm still I'm very much John Chu is amazing I love him yeah, but we some of the other directors that have been attached to that movie have been great. Yeah. But he might get and now we have done All right, it's time Honestly, to wrap this up. I think of it. <laughs> right, it's time to wrap this up. Um, Jill, where can people find us online? Um, on how I just popped my knuckles really hard. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, we are at Thoughts Shared Podcast, and I am at It's Jill Hayes on all social media platforms. Um, and if you want to follow me, hi, I'm Katie. You can follow me on TikTok at Katie Fornia and on Instagram at Complete Katie. Abby, where can you find me? Oh, um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Abby A underscore 555. And I'm on Twitter, but I'm not going to give my information because it's a lot of embarrassing stuff. But I'm sure if you he searched Krista Rodriguez, you'll be able to find my account very quickly. And 95% faster than any other way to search for Abby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.